Hi there, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer. President-elect Biden is doing a press conference at the moment. Let's go take a look what he's saying. Forgiveness of student loans is holding people up. They're in real trouble. They're having to make choices between paying their student loan and paying their rent, those kinds of decisions. It should be done immediately. In addition to that, if you know, I think that everything from community college straight through to doubling Pell Grants to making sure that we have access. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian Cox, isn't it? Brian Cox. There are two Brian Coxes. Don't tell me. (laughs) Um, So listen, thank you ever so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Old uh, Sausage Johnson, he's in isolation. And as my researcher pointed out, why isn't he just being tested every day? Like with the the quick test, the 90-minute test or... Is there a 15-minute test, apparently, now? Uh, why is he not being tested every day and just socially distanced? It's unbelievable. So embarrassing for the poor sausage that those photos were released of uh, him basically not standing two metres apart from the guy that gave him COVID-19 again, for Christ's sake. I mean, he doesn't have COVID-19, but he's just self-isolating as a kind of illustration that that's what you're supposed to do if you get pinged by the NHS Test and Trace app. Uh, However, you know, it is a busy week with the final Brexit uh, debacle coming to a head and, um, you know, everything else on his plate. You'd kind of think, well, actually, you know, this is a good opportunity to use some of those fucking fast tests that we've been developing. But no... I think he's, you know, likes the idea of a little break, to tell you the truth. He probably will be doing um, PMQs on Wednesday uh, from his from his flat, you know, being zoomed in. And 65% of, uh, of um, MPs are working from home. Um, so, you know, they're not coming into the uh, House of Commons. So, you know, if they can do it, then there's no reason why, why uh, Sausage Johnson can't. So big news from the vaccine wonderland. Moderna, based in the States, have released the um, phase three findings, their initial findings, that um, their vaccine has got a 94.5 efficacy. So that's good news. 4.5 more than fucking the losers, Pfizer. But not good news is that well, it's okay for you in the fucking United States, but for us people in Europe, well, number one, the fucking UK didn't take part in the EU um, buying scheme, so that so we're going to get it slower. People in the UK are going to get it, um, you know, uh, later than than the people in the in Europe. Um, and we're only going to get 5 million bloody doses to begin with because we didn't choose, it wasn't one of the horses we backed to um, take that fucking idiot's um, horse metaphor. You know, the whole Dr. Haymarket himself, Hattie Mancock. Uh, but it, it's a good one, Moderna. It's a good one. 94.5%, you want a bit of that, don't you? Lovely. And uh, But it does mean, though, that we're not really going to see it in any great numbers until the spring at the earliest in the UK 
uh, and then only you know five million to begin with but hopefully they can purchase more before the spring uh, now interesting with old um, the other one the bio uh Pfizer one the the com- the, the uh, couple behind BioNTech there's a really good um, kind of biography or article about them in the New York Times which is really worth reading when you read it you think okay this is going to be a movie and you can't help but start thinking who is going to be playing these two uh, it's, a, it's a couple a married couple they're both in their I don't know like 50s maybe yeah like probably mid 50s I'd say and they're both Turkish and they both um, emigrated to Germany and they both live in Germany and they've been working in Germany for like all of their professional lives. I think they both came to study in Germany uh, and and stayed and they set up this company which is now worth billions. But they're modest fellows. They do not own a car. They cycle to work. They live in a flat. You know, they're not interested in the money. It's all about the work. I mean, it is like, you know, the kind of perfect story. So you've got to think that like, who's... Who's, are, are there any famous, like world famous, you know, kind of A-lister um, actors of Turkish heritage? Uh, not that I know of. Sausage Johnson is part Turkish, doesn't he? But he's not a fucking actor, is he? So they might have to do an English patient, you know, the old um, Ray Fiennes. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that, wasn't he? And he played the English patient. Our Massey, remember that film? It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, based on the Michael Andachi book. What a fucking beautiful book that. And uh, but anyway, you know, kind of English it up probably, with old Finzy the baby there playing a Turk, a Turkish, um, what was he, a prince or something, some bollocks. But anyway, it's a good story, and it's a really interesting. You know, they're just like totally dedicated. Even on their wedding day, they went back to the to the lab. You know because they're so dedicated to finding vaccines. And, and the guy had an idea for... They, he heard about SARS. That's fucking SARS. What am I talking about? COVID. <laughs> SARS. <laughs> and he thought, oh, I, I could get my head around this. I mean, he, he was making vaccines, you know. He wasn't, like, doing something else. But he obviously wasn't making vaccines for COVID until he was, you know. So anyway, he has now, and he's made this bloody blockbuster vaccine for COVID. And um, they teamed up with Pfizer. They'd already been doing work with Pfizer anyway. And of course, Pfizer's like this massive, you know, like extraordinary, massive fucking drug company. So they can kind of, you know, make it happen on a global scale, baby. Let's make it happen, baby. And you know, the guy that runs Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer, is Greek. So you've got that lovely, see another like element of, you know, the Hollywood movie is just around the corner, man. I'm telling you, right? I don't know what they're going to call it, but that's not my job to think of that, that thing. I'm just, you know, pitching the fucking idea. Uh, so he's Greek and uh, the couple are Turkish. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, good news, you know, long way to go, but really good news. And it's another, um, I think they're called mRNA um, uh, vaccine. 
So there's two RNA vaccines, and I think you put a little M in front of it. I don't know what the M stands for, but um, a little M, <laughs> and then a big RNA. So that seems to work. And then the other vaccines aren't uh, RNA vaccines, so who, who knows whether they'll work or not. Don't tell me. I haven't earned the right to stop, take a breath, and enjoy life. Don't tell me. I don't work hard. Don't tell me. I don't take a chance to dump a chance to bed and that, that, that. Don't tell me. I don't work hard. Don't tell me. I haven't earned the right to stop, take a breath, and enjoy life. Don't tell me. I don't work hard. Don't tell me. I don't have the hope to have a tough job, soft, 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 that life. So here's a um, snippet of an interview um, on CNN with a nurse who works in South Dakota who's seeing this phenomena of people in denial uh, that they're ill with COVID. Even though they are dying of COVID, they still um, can't believe that they've got COVID. They're gasping for breath and yet they don't believe they have COVID? Yeah, I think the hardest thing to watch is that people are still looking for something else and they want a magic answer and they don't want to believe that COVID is real. And the reason I tweeted what I did is it wasn't one particular patient. It's just a culmination of so many people and their last dying words are, um, this can't be happening, it's not real. And when they should be spending time FaceTiming their families, they're filled with anger and hatred, and it just made me really sad the other night. And um, I just can't believe that those are going to be their last thoughts and words. Anger and hatred towards you? Um, you know, I think it's just uh, a belief that it's not real, and nursing happens to be on the receiving end of that. And that's okay. We can take that. That's what you're there for. It's just in the bigger picture when you try to reason with people of, can I call your family, your kids, your wife, your friend, your brother? And they say, no, because I'm going to be fine. And you're watching their oxygen levels, um, you know, maxed out on what we call vapotherm at 100% and their oxygen level might be 75. That's not really that compatible with life. And we know where that's going to head. And it just makes you um, sad and mad and frustrated. And then you know that you're just gonna come back and do it all over again. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that stemmed from. How could it not make your own head explode? They're gasping for breath. <laughs> Their oxygen levels are dropping. What do they think is wrong with them? You know, I think people look for anything. Um, people want it to be, um, influenza they want it to be pneumonia they want it to be i mean we've even had people say well i think maybe it might be lung cancer i mean something so far-fetched and the reality is since day one when covid started in this area in march you've kind of been able to say if it walks like a duck it talks like a duck it's a duck like i hate to tell you that you have covid but that's what you have so there we go what to make of that eh? extraordinary Thank you very much. <laughs> I run to the shop, bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? 
There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, astound your friends. Everything you want to hear about. The greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. Four times a week and it is free. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and an omnibus on Sundays. Fucking great and swearing. It's going to be a shorty tonight because yeah, it was quite a long one yesterday, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And um, next show is on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens with PMQs. Um, now, uh, also, yes, if you do want to send in a song for episode 200 which is coming up quite soon i think it's a couple of weeks isn't it um please do social distance podcast at gmail.com and my twitter thing is um uh, podcasting covid um so please get in contact with me if you want to submit a song and um yeah thank you ever so much for listening uh now let's think of the camel now the camel, the pride of the desert. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? The pride of the desert, the camel, with the one hump or the two humps. And um, they're quite disagreeable characters. I've been on a camel once. It was good, actually. I quite enjoyed it, although it was also terrifying. It wasn't a, a tourist camel. It was, uh, I knew these kids with a camel. <laughs> It's, it's a true story, I did. And I jumped on these, um, the, the kids were really, ki- they were teenagers. And I was not far away from being a teenager myself, like a bit older than a teenager. They were very keen on getting me on the camel, you know. Um, and I got on the fucking camel anyway and um, started doing its camel thing. But you know, I survived, you know. Uh, so let's think of the camel. Gorgeous creature, the camel. Very nice. Very nice. Quite a wild, you know, to be face to face with a camel. There was no, um, what were they called? Like the little seat that they put on horses? What's that thing called? A saddle? There was no saddle <laughs> with my, um, my friend's camel. Anyway. Uh, Think of the camel. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. Take care of yourself. Take all of the precautions necessary. We don't need to bloody go through it, do we? I list it every fucking day. You see it in your face all the fucking time. But please do take care and see you later.